Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Spark Sport, well, they bring you 64 Super Smash matches live and on demand this summer. One you'll definitely want to watch is tonight's game. The Central Stags, they're heading to Hagley over and they're going to take on the Canterbury Kings. Well, CD Stags coming off the win against my mob, the Volts, last week. The new look Central side find themselves 2-0 to kick off their season. The man behind the magic, the former Volts coach, now Central Stags coach, He's a good man. He joins us on the phone now. Rob Walter. Good morning, Rob. Hey, Baz. How you doing, mate? Good, mate. Long time since I heard your voice. Joined by Izzy here as well. And um, you're South African lot. You guys still play rugby? <laughs> you better not go down that road. I think you've got a few things in the cabinet for now. Let's give us some bragging rights. <laughs> true, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> true, true, true. I'm sorry. I'm so used to using that joke, but no, I forgot that we're actually... <laughs> Second to you lot now. But anyway, mate, you, um, bring that up, two games down. Two, two games down. You must be happy with how everything's going for your lot. Yeah, no, the guys have started very nicely. Um, certainly haven't put a polished performance in yet, but we've done some some things really well, which has put us ahead in, in a couple of games. So it's been exciting. Mate, what's your what's the key to your successes then? And how do you how do you keep things going? What have you been able to install in the stag setup, which is uh, has been able to just get find that little bit of magic? Oh, I mean, look, these these guys are quality players and they've been successful, um, you know, over the years. So I don't know if it's any any of my magic, but I think we've just sort of become really clear with our plan in terms of how we want to play the game. Um, the guys have, you know, bought into it and and it's brought us some results in the first couple of games, which is good. It's early days, of course, and we just want to keep trying to be a little bit better each time. How are you enjoying the, the shift up to uh, Hawke's Bay, mate? You obviously you're down in Dunedin for a long period of time, being South African Paradise. born and, and, and raised, and yeah, straight to the cold sort of parks of Dunedin, now up to the beautiful Hawke's Bay. How's it going up there? Yeah, no, it's it's going well. Thanks. Obviously, uh, as you said, I moved you know from Johannesburg, Pretoria to 
to Dunedin, which was uh, certainly a, a bit of a shift uh, in terms of, <laughs> of the weather, mostly. But uh, the, the south is beautiful. We had an amazing time there. Met some great people. And as you know, it's an amazing part of the country. So very, very blessed to have you know experienced the south first. And, and now we've moved up north, which is a little bit closer to home in terms of the temperature. And um, the boys are not used to it. They've been pretty much melting every day, but we're loving it to myself and my wife. And it's good to be in shorts every day, which is which is a nice change. Hey mate, uh, Izzy here, Rob. Great to have you on the show, hey, mate. Big. I'm a Hawks Bay lad, so I can I can feel your feel your love for the Bay. It's an absolute paradise, um, mate. Tell tell us about um, your your CD squad at the moment. I was watching some highlights the other day of Josh Clarkson absolutely teeing off. Are you happy with the balance of your squad? And and you've been excited to see guys like Josh Clarkson come out and and take their their game to another level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've. I think the thing for, for the T20 game is we've got some really strong boys that hit the ball very hard. So um, the bomb squad, as they're known in our team, um, is uh, you know it starts with Tom Bruce and and then we got you know uh, Josh who follows, and then we still got Dougie Bracewell and guys like Ben Wheeler and Adam Milne coming back um, you know next week hopefully. So we've got some guys who've got some real power and can clear the fence and. Uh, probably no better illustrator than last week against the Firebirds. Um, Tom and Josh were devastating there at the back end. Yeah, it was good to watch, hey. Good to watch the lads teeing off, mate. Hey, quick, uh, what about when the, when the Black Caps get back? Man, AJ, as we, we want to talk about him, He's, his performance over in India was uh, was outstanding. It was great to see him getting the rewards. What what happens with him when t- once he gets back into New Zealand? They've just arrived back. Will he have just been kind of eased back into the group? Will he? When would he start training with the lads and, and straight back in, or will he have a little break? Um, yeah, they've got, obviously got some time in quarantine, um, both in the hotel mm-hmm. and then at home. Um, and then uh, I, I think there's probably a week or so um, gap in between them getting together for for the test here against Bangladesh. So. Um, we're naturally hoping and assuming that he'll be involved in that. So whether that yeah. frees up so he you know, a, a game or two to to jump into T20 cricket um, for us, and it'll be awesome. You know, he's got a great record in, in the shortest format as well. I'm not sure, but you know, if he felt that that he needed to just have a, a bit of a breather, I think these days you've got to be a lot more flexible in terms of how we manage guys who, who come out of quarantine and who've been in you know, overseas bubbles. Uh, so you know we'll play it by ear, um, and obviously if he if he wants to play, we'll welcome him with open arms, but also look after. Hey, uh, Rob, I'm I'm really interested. Just uh, you've obviously been around the game now for a long time. Used to be with South Africa in different capacities. Now you've moved out here with your family, spent some time in Dunedin, and now back up to Hawks Bay, mate. What um, I guess your coaching philosophy? Is there any way you can sort of explain to us what your you know, are you player-led, are you, are you coach-driven, are you technical, are you kind of a bit more of the, the kumbaya type of coach? What, what sort of coach is Rob Walter? Um, I think the first uh, philosophy that, that I try to live by is just to create the best environment for the players to excel in. Um, so, you know, I think that's different in different groups. So very much have a look at what the group requires from me as a coach and then make sure I've got the skills to provide that for the guys. So, 
Um, obviously, this is a, is a fairly senior group of players who've been around for a long time. So, you know, it's about allowing them to express themselves, but also create an environment where they feel that they're growing and their games are moving forward um, and that they're enjoying the game. You know, the game can be pretty harsh at the best of times. So just to make sure that it's not purely about the numbers uh, in terms of their, their performance, but that, that they actually enjoy coming to what is work, but not really work, but what is work for them each day. Um, so that's, I mean, that's my, ultimately my main philosophy. Uh, and I just have to check in and make sure that, that I'm delivering that for the guys, but they also feel that they're part of, of creating that because it is very much the environment and I'm just the sort of the guy steering the ship really. Um, so that, I mean, that's ultimately the basic philosophy that I work by. Um, I like, uh, you know, I'm a purist in, in essence, I uh, love the long format of the game, but the T20 game, I think is, you know, I say the, I say for, for that cricket, it's like a, a war battle of attrition and, and then T, T20 cricket's a bit like art, you know, so um, it allows you to, to paint a new canvas and, and show some flair. Um, and so how we want to do that for, for each guy, make sure that he's clear in his role and, and again, that he gets the best chance of, of delivering the best of himself. Um, so that's that's pretty much the basis of my coaching, really. No, that's yeah. outstanding. I absolutely love that. That's yeah, it's very similar to to my kind of philosophy as well. It's it's brilliant to hear that, and um, yeah, it's it's outstanding. Hey, mate, um, how's your golf? Have you got you got a chance to play in golf lately? Yeah, very good golf. It's, 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 it's a yeah, it's a sad topic. I, I think. Uh, with my two boys and moving to a new place, um, that's taken up a lot of time. Just making sure that I'm being a, a good dad before I'm a good golfer. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I haven't been on the course for, for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. getting it right this time. I've been known to get it wrong in the past. So I'm trying to get it right to get this time around. Um, so I haven't been out there for for a while. Uh, obviously, as you know, there's some lovely golf courses, you know, out here. Um, so I've also uh, hopefully, you know, once everyone's settled and found their feet, then I can start uh, swinging a golf club again. Hey, Matt, tell, <laughs> we'll have to get out and have a wee hit. I love the golf courses. Why, heck, Mariah Nui and then uh, Kate Kidnappers and Bridge Par, mate. You want to get over to Bridge Par and have a wee hit. That's an absolute cracking uh, track over there. Hey, tell us about Benny Wheeler, mate. I'm, I'm good friends with his brother, Joey Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Is he a bit of a character as well, mate? Is he... Throw some chat around in, uh, within the group. I know his brother; he's bloody out the gate sometimes. Joey Wheeler. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Ben. Now nah, Ben's a sort of a guy who can do everything really. Um, he plays a guitar. He's got a good voice on him. Um, so he's uh, he's a good uh, soccer player. So you know, in the walks and whatever, because you know our cricketers love to play soccer more than anything else. Really, before before the start of play. So he's he's a leader in that front. Um, so just a general, you know, great energy in the group. A guy with a lot of experience. He's obviously had his setbacks from a an injury point of view, but he's put in an incredible amount of work in the winter um, to get himself fit and strong and changed a few things up uh, with the way he was prepping. And you know, he's been on the park for every game of the season so far, which has been awesome. Um, but just a great guy to have and very level sort of character. But as I said, yeah, pretty much can do anything you throw at him. You're a good man. You're an absolute champion, Rob. We're going to let you go, mate. But all the very best for your uh, for the remainder of the season and also the game coming up 
um, this uh, tonight. And um, yeah, all the very best. Look forward to catching up. Uh, it sounds like now's a good time to try and take you on at golf as well. And we'll look forward to catching up when we get up um, get up to the Hawks Bay, mate. But thanks heaps for joining us. Yeah, cheers, Dan. Cheers, it was Rob. great chatting, man. Uh, look forward to go up. Good man. That is Rob Walter, coach of the Central District Stags. I reckon he plays off two. Is. I reckon it's reckon? two. And when I say two, yeah. like every day two. Plus not just two. To, you know, shoot 74, not just 76 every now and then. Like just outstanding. Good golfer. He's a good man, and he's got a really cool story in, in the game as well. I met Rob a long, long time ago. He was um, he was actually a fitness trainer as well, a conditioning coach for the South African side, and he spent a lot of time throwing balls and working one-on-one with Hashim Amla in particular. And then mm. sort of from there, really, you know, he had a keen interest, obviously, on coaching. He's got a background in coaching uh, in cricket as well, but then harnessed and, and then furnished his... Um, his uh, understanding of the game and then got an opportunity to come out and why well, he coached over in South Africa and then came out here to Otago and now is obviously residing in um, Central Districts. He has the ability to coach an international team, without a doubt. He's got a beautiful uh, persona about him. As you can tell, he's a very calm man as well. And um, keep an eye on his name in the coaching world of, of international cricket sides, Rob Walter. And uh, unfortunately for my vaults, boys... He might just have those Central Districts boys flying as well in the old Super Smash. Mm. But anyway, the Super Smash is back this summer. Catch every ball of every match live on Spark Sport. Loving watching them on Spark Sport day in, day out when they get the opportunity. Anyway, we've got heaps more coming up. We're going to come back with a little bit of NBA. We're going to change pace from cricket, and we're going to go a little bit of NBA because kids are out the back. He loves NBA. So do you as... Keza loves it, and he's got something for us. So we'll be back very soon. It's big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Sends it now. Pascal gives it back. Van Fleet. Gilgis Alexander on him. Two seconds. Fred puts it up with the left. After replay review, the ball is still on the shooter's fingertips, so it is no basket. The game is over. There you go. Bit of NBA chat for your Friday morning. NBA fans, let us rejoice because there you go. That is a wee snippet of the Raptors v Thunder. Celebrating before the bucket has counted the commentator. The players are all guilty. They are all guilty of celebrating before the ball was even given. They go back to the replay. The ball was still touching the fingertips. And the Thunder win in the end. Hey, there you go. Don't celebrate <laughs> too early. That is from the NBA as of yesterday. And we want to talk about, have you ever celebrated early before and you've been called out or something's ever happened? For myself, I'm trying to think of one. And I'm the only one that comes to mind... I did celebrate in Soweto before I put the ball out about 30 metres from the <laughs> try line. And I nearly went dead. So that could have been a real bad moment. But I actually scored it, so it wasn't. So Steve Hansen, yeah, that's that's right. No, no, so that I could have been made to look like an absolute fool there. But is, have you got any little moments for you, Baz? Is something spring to mind yeah. of an athlete or, yeah. or, or yourself 
that you can either yeah, we were playing, touch on. Um, <laughs> we were playing against uh, Sri Lanka at Hagley Oval, just down the road from from your mansion there in um, yeah. Hoka Bay, and um, and I think I was on ninety nine, but the scoreboard said I was on a hunt. Well, said I was on ninety eight, but the scoreboard says I was on ninety nine, and um, and so I've managed to get some sort of battle, you know, something on it, and it's gone for one. And, of course, the crowd's all gone up and they're, like, clapping for 100. So I've, like, taken the helmet off, sort of, you know, and raised your bat, so thank them for their <laughs> very nice applause. And then uh, then it's worked, they've worked out that I'm actually still only on 99. So then I was like, oh, no, now I've got real nervous. This I look like a right plonker <laughs> for get out here. So, <laughs> so I managed to sort of finally got, got to the 100, but it was like, oh, that was embarrassing, mate. That's real embarrassing. The early crow, I think they oh. call it in the ra- in the racing game. I remember uh, watching. Uh, I got up early in the middle of the night one time when Black Caviar was running at Royal Ascot, and I remember yeah. uh, set my alarm, got up, and it was this big thing, undefeated mare, and um, and I was like, right, she's going to serve it up to all the all the, uh, the the horses up there in the Northern Hemisphere, and then Luke Nolan was riding. Black caviar got to the front, absolutely putting him away, and he kind of like stopped riding her. Like he kind of sat up on her a little bit, as if she was just going to coast to the line and win by four or five lengths. And then all the other horses just start swamping Black Caviar, and there was one up the rail which almost gets there, and then it's like he's realised that with about fifty to go, and gone, oh no, I'm in strife here, and then pushes the great mare. Again, she somehow finds some lifts, and she wins by like a lip. But it was almost one of the all-time right cock-ups for a <laughs> jockey. You know, go to Royal Ascot, unbeaten mare, all the hype, all the glory, and then it, it's almost his era that stopped her from um, mm. from from winning that race. But that was almost the time for an early crow. But it's a good call. Let us know on double eight double three, or give us a call. We'd love to talk to you as well. We love hearing from you guys on the Kennard's High phone line, 0800-150811. Come on, shoot the breeze with us about the times that maybe you went the early crow in one of your sporting <laughs> events. Well, I'm guessing it's a sporting event. Maybe maybe don't go into your personal events too much. Maybe just keep maybe just keep it as, as sporting events. But any other times you can remember us? Oh, um, I was a bit of a hot. I was a bit of a hot dog at school. Hey, eh? Dad used to wind me up, eh? and I'd always be trying to. Uh, just when I'm going to wee run away, the old fist pump, the arms in the air, and then I, <laughs> no, that, that one the yeah, bro. I used to right off. And, and you know, oh, there's actually one against the Chiefs. Oh, I felt so bad, eh? Um, we were playing the Chiefs, and James Lowe got the ball knocked out of his hand from Richie Morgan. I caught it. And I was running, and I did nothing. I caught the ball and dived the line. Anyway, Aaron Cruden's coming to me, and I just go like this, just look at him, and I go point at his face and laugh. And I just like that. And I was like, oh, bro. I watch it, and I feel disgusted, eh? And I haven't even put the ball down. See, oh, so I'm, I'm guilty, mate. I'm guilty of early crowing, and it's bad. It's bad. Um, but there'd be many around the world. There'd be many around the world that spring to mind. There'd be people out there that it's just gone right wrong. And when you're on the world stage... And it's and it goes pear shaped. It's not a good look. So you're right. Give us a text, early crows double eight double three, and we'll get into that, brother. But also, I want to talk to you about Stephen Curry. Steph Curry, brother. He is Mr. Clutch, Mr. Everything, Mr. Perimeter. Shoots it from anywhere. I don't know if you've seen the clip the other day, but he's in the stands. He's in the stands in his pre-game build-up. He does it every. 
time at a home game. He's in the stands behind the hoop, behind the hoop. So he has to shoot and lob it over the hoop. It's probably about a 40-meter shot. He's in the stand, shoots it, and this person in the stands videoing it. Videos, videos, it swish straight through the hoop. Here's 10 sh- uh, three-pointers away from Ray Allen's record to become the all-time NBA-leading three-point scorer. And he is Mr. Earn. He is, so he's only 33 years of age. So he's still got a bit of time in the game. But he is probably the one, because before him, Baz, the game was real. It was a bit more of like a power game. Power athletes in around the post, dunking, Dwight Howards, um, you know, Paul Gasol's. Yeah, it was a real box-out kind of go to the perimeter, uh, go to the room and, and have your power game. But then him, Clay. A lot of these guys now, the game's actually changed to a perimeter game now, so the shooting is probably more dominant than than actually being a power power player, and he's been the biggest change. And I don't know, it's got me thinking because there's so many great players: LeBron James, the Michael Jordans, the Shaquille O'Neal, the Kobe Bryant's. You know, like absolute superstars of the game. That's when you hear basketball, you hear of those names. But Stephen Curry, he's got to be somewhere thereabouts, doesn't he? He has to be well, we, there we or thereabouts. We should really ask Ricardo. I can see this is like NBA porn for, for <laughs> Ricardo. Just waiting to get in. I know we're coming up for the news, but you, you, I could see you. Come on, Ricardo. Give us your rap. Come on, Rick. What, you, what do you reckon? Steph Curry's a bloke that's changed the game. You know, like how Michael Jordan mm. changed the game? Steph Curry's changed the game. He's yeah. been that player that's changed the way the game is played and tactically how how teams approach it, you know. Uh, and it, yeah. he's, he's not even... Um, like you said, he's only 33. He is 500 three-pointers ahead of the next current player, which is James Harden. So, you know, that's that's a that's a, uh, that's a heck of a lot, man. That's that's dominant, you know, that's dominant in your career. Where does he sit, Ricardo? Where does he sit, you reckon? Is he up there or thereabouts? Is he in those conversations? Oh, he's got to be. He's got to be. I think, you know, mm. you're talking Dr. J, um, you're talking Jordan, you're talking Magic, you're talking Larry Bird. I think he's. I think he's up there with all of those guys. Um, I think Bird, my, my favorite of all time, the most clutch player of all time, I think is Larry Bird. But uh, but Ooh. you know he didn't change the game like, like Jordan. Yeah, oh, I'm a big wow. Celtics guy, bro. Yeah. But you know, Larry Bird would do stuff like he would say to a player because he got bored playing. He'd say to an opposition yeah. player, <laughs> uh, "I'm only going to use my left hand today." And you know, and and then he would go out there and score thirty points on the guy just using his left hand. Um, or he would do things where he would be set up for a play. Are you for and, real? Yeah, he'd be set up for a play, and he would say to the guy marking him, he would tell him exactly what he was going to do, and the guy would just laugh, and then he would do exactly what he had told and score on the guy. Like, he was just, oh, he was he was that guy. Yeah, there is some of those they're just freak athletes say, around the place. Brian Lara was like that. There's some great stories about Brian Lara. When he's batting, I know we've got to get off the news in a sec, but um, when he was batting and Adam Gilchrist was keeping behind him and he's like, come on, come on, BC, what are you, take, give us a chance today. And he's, and so he sort of leaves a gap open just behind backward point and BC Lara carves one through backward point, so then puts another man there and he moves him in front of point. <laughs> BC Lara carves him through there again. And then, so, Lara, uh, so he ends up putting like five men there and he's like, there's no, he said, I'll, you know, I'll buy you a beer if you can get one through there. Next ball just carves it through there again, just like an absolute <laughs> genius. Bears and Izzy are off to the races. Thanks to Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse.
Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And it is time for our Waikato Stud Racing Preview. And, of course, Waikato Stud is your source for a racehorse. We're very lucky to be joined by a man who has joined us before on the show and uh, and has tipped us into a couple of very live chances before as well. And I'm sure he'll do it again this weekend. He's... Uh, yep. He's got a couple of nice chances down there at Ascot Park, all the way down at the bottom of the South Island in Invercargill. He's an absolute champion fella. His name is Robert Dennis. He's, he's also not just a, a horse trainer, but he's also doing some wonderful charity work this weekend, and he'll talk to us a little bit about that. But it's a very big welcome again this morning to Rob Dennis. Good morning, Rob. Morning, guys. How are you? Excellent, mate. Excellent. Before we get on to... Uh, racing just just explain to us a little bit about what you're up to this sunday trying to raise a bit of money for the cancer society uh yeah that's right it's um it's called the longest day challenge um 72 holes of golf so four rounds of golf in one day um and yeah we'll try to raise a bit of money for the cancer society how do we um is there anything that we can do to push our uh, everyone that, that listens to the show and is part of the show to be able to contribute to to help out there with uh, with this yep. endeavour? Uh, yeah, of course. Obviously, every dollar counts. Um, so if you head to longestday.org.nz, um, I think you can search the, the player name. So Robert Dennis, or we're part of the Robert Dennis Racing Team, Kane Wyatt and I, um, and you can donate from there. I think we're up to $1,500 so far, so we'd like to get a little bit more than that if we could. Um, otherwise, yeah, head along to I think the Robert Dennis Racing Facebook page. has got the link there as well. Beautiful. We'll put, our, put it up on our um, on our relevant Baz and Izzy for breakfast pages as well. Mate, um, that's fantastic. We wish you all the best with that, and we'll do what we can to try and help you out. Let's... Uh, Quid pro quo. Let's uh, let's you you do what you can to help our punters out. <laughs> what are we looking at this weekend? You've got some real live chances. Race two, you got Zerka. Race four, you got Make Believe. And race six, the big one, Savazar. What are we looking at this weekend, mate? Um, you missed one there as well. Race five, I've got the ace. Um, but Ooh. yeah, oh, you, you've hit, hit the nail on the head there um, with Savazar. I think she's the she's the real standout and. I think rightly so. She's come up a two-dollar favourite in that race, so you're not going to get rich off her. Um, but look, obviously, if she can she can front up with her form from Cup Week, she'll um, she should go close against this this bunch. Um, initially, we were just nominated for the 65 mile, but when the nominations come out, the 2200 metre race looks um, yeah very ordinary. So put a late nom in and. And yeah, so the only slight concern is she's four weeks between runs, um, but she's a, a very naturally fit horse. Um, she's a bit bit insane, and she keeps herself <laughs> fit. Um, so I'm not too concerned about four weeks between runs. Um, and yeah, Zerka uh, in, in race two, also Zilka. Uh, story behind her name. Um, Alexi Dabritsky, he, he's my stable hand. He was actually South Island stable hand of the year um, for last season. So he's from the Ukraine, and, and he's got a share in this filly. Uh, we call her Star, so Zilka is the Ukrainian translation for Star. Um, but, yeah, I, I, she's she's jury's out on her a little bit. Um, she's really got to put her hand up on Saturday. Um, 
and make believe she's um, got a good draw, drops back from Cup Week 2 back down to Invercargill, um, rating 65 over 1,200, which she, she seems to go well at, but Invercargill's a tricky course at times. Um, can run into a bit of bad luck there, so yeah, I, I think she's something around $6, but if, if she can um, put her best foot forward, she should be right in the finish too. Um, and then, yeah, the ace. He was meant to have his first start on Melbourne Cup Day for the season, but he, he was a bit too well and he dropped the rider just going out of the cage and ended up being late scratch. So that, that's kind of sent his plans a little bit haywire um, for his first up run, which ended up being over 1,400 metres, and now he drops back to 1,200. So... I think it's it's again it's going to be a bit of a conditioning run for him on Saturday and probably look to him throw it up. Beautiful, that is some great detail for our punters out there, and I'm sure they'll be listening and following you in. Make believe the Ace Zurica and Savazar. Savazar two bucks. Well, you say that's not too much, but that's enough. Double your money. How good? Well, I don't want to be too greedy. There, bud, Rob. Um, mate, tell us about the year. Are you happy with how the year's kind of gone for? for your stable and the horses you've had and, and the success you've been able to achieve. And it was a pretty successful cup week for you, a first and a second, with Ocean Point getting the treats in the end as well. So you're happy? Yeah, yeah, so far so good. Um, Ocean Point's obviously been the headline act. Um, she's she's mm. won two out of three so far. And she her target race um, for the for the early part of the season, anyway, has always been uh, the listed Hazlitt Stakes on Boxing Day at Wingatui. Um, so she's had three starts over 1,200 metres at Wingatui and she's won all three of them. Uh, so that, that race there on Boxing Day has had a really, really big ring around it for a while. So I'm trying to get her cherry ripe for that one. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're humming along with a, a reasonable strike break still. I think it's around six um, six wins. Uh, yeah, a few few younger horses coming through. Yeah, I guess the hard part is staff. Um, I mean, it's... A, it's hard for everyone in the industry, I think, and, and in particular riders. Um, and I think, as I said to you guys before, in, in particular down here, um, for whatever reason, it's not an attractive place for a lot of people to live um, or move to. Um, oh, so, yeah, I, I think they're... Yeah, 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 I'm surprised too. It's probably 15 degrees <laughs> here in the, in the nice, beautiful sun, clear blue sky today. Um, I think that's a big deterrent yeah. for people, but the weather's not as bad as people make <laughs> out. Um, but yeah, I, I mean it's hard, but you, you, you battle through. Um, whether or not I can I can sustain this down here is still a bit up in the air, but um, it's certainly not through lack of trying and and lack of support from owners. Anyway, there's certainly a lot of owners mm. down here that love racing horses. There's a lot of money down the lower South Island. There's heaps of cash down there. All those Southland farmers, though, they just want to race a couple of horses with the knockabout bloke. And I found one in Rob Dennis, but don't wait. Just keep an eye on where he ends up. I'm not sure you'll be down there forever, Rob. You might be at Flemington or Randwick or something like that. But anyway, mate, we're going to let you go. We're a big thank you for, uh, for joining us and, and also giving us a real insight into um, your team this weekend. It was the racing... Uh, the Waikato stud update as well, and we can see that we'll make believers by you know, their former stallion pins, and Savazar is obviously by the champion side and Savadil as well. So all the best this weekend, mate, and thanks for joining us on Baz Nizzi for breakfast. Yeah, cheers, Rob. Cheers, no worries, guys. Thanks very much, and um, yeah, if you can, donate to that longest day charity because it's expensive.
side is a lot of good work you know, for a lot of people. Yeah, beautiful. Spot on. We will do, mate. Thank you very much. That was Rob Dennis, and that was our Waikato Stud Home of Champion size, including Savabill and Ocean Park. That was our update. We'll be back very soon on Baz Nizzi Breakfast. We'll get to him right now because it's time to talk to Will Jordan, breakthrough player of the year, 15 tries, outstanding wing, fullback. He plays in both. I reckon he's a winger, but we'll see from him, eh? We'll get him on the line right now. Will Jordan, good morning, brother. I thought you slept in. <laughs> morning, Jaggy. Now, you know me, mate. <clears throat> Early, uh, early bird gets the worm, so up attacking the day, ready for our <laughs> goal for Savo, actually. Just getting prepared for that, so should be a good day ahead. So what have you been doing? Practicing some putting? Because we all know you're putting. Yeah, well, look, I had a few issues on the um, 18th green during our um, recent tour overseas, so um, yeah, I've been dialing my putting and looking forward to taking down Savo. So there's a little bit of a dilemma here. Um, what's your handicap again? I th- what are you off? Uh, 10. So he's off a 10, Bez. Yeah, and I'm off, off a 5.8, 5.9. And he reckons I've got to give you four shots. But when we play, we're off the stick, aren't we? No, nah, we'll use the handicap system, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You know the rules. <laughs> you know the I'm rules. The, you're off about a three last time I talked to you. He's gone up a wee bit. Nah, nah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Will. He That's what happens when you have problems, kids, mate. responsibilities. <laughs> kids, <laughs> responsibilities. You know, you just can't get out as much. No, nah, well, we'll go off a stick today then, and I'll probably be buying the beers at the end of the day. Oh. <laughs> Talk to him into it. Yes, Bazza. That's how these young fellas. That's how Daggy gets them nice and early. All right. All right, Will. We'll get into it. Baz is on the show. He's an absolute champion. We're looking forward to chance here, mate. Tell us about this year. You've been on fire, mate. You've been on fire. Fifteen tries. You got. You just won the breakthrough player of the year award, mate. Must you must be pretty proud and happy with the success you've been able to get this year. Yeah, I guess. Um, you know, since you're back from the tour and being in quarantine and stuff over the last couple of weeks, it gives you a pretty good chance to reflect on um, how it's all gone. And, um, geez, it seems a while ago that we kicked off the international season against Tonga and Fiji back in July but a lot's happened since mm. then and um, you know there's been some up and downs along the way but um, I guess as a whole looking back um, personally reasonably happy with how the year's sort of worked out Nice bro, so proud of you mate what about you, you're playing, you're playing wing too I know you traditionally played a lot at fullback um, I've kind of come out and said I'm loving you at wing I think it just really unleashes the shackles for you you're a player that plays off instincts plays, um, you know, just whatever he sees, you pop up anywhere. Are you, you enjoy playing the, the wing position and, and getting a lot of learnings there as well, mate? You loving it? Yeah, I have enjoyed playing wing this year. I think, um, like, it's probably the first time um, in my career I've had sort of a sustained period at wing. Like, I've had sort of times for the Crusaders where I've jumped in there, but never really had, like, a big run of games um, kind of back-to-back in there. So that's been cool, just being able to sort of, I guess, try and grow from game to game and, um, just understand the different things that the wing position involves. And um, obviously there's some pretty good cattle running around at fullback at the moment. So sort of just been letting Damien and Geordie juke it out there. And um, I've just jumped to the wing and yeah, it's been cool. It's been just for me about getting opportunities on the field. And um, yeah, that's been the beauty of being on the wing this year. Hey, Willis Baz here. Congratulations on all your success this year, mate. And uh, love watching you play, but I, I want to talk golf. Okay, and yeah. there's a few texts that come flooding through 
on our uh, on our text line on double eight double three. One person, Callum, saying, I've known Izzy since Lindy days. Been fleecing since third form. No surprises. <laughs> so I'm not sure you should just roll over for Big Bagger and just give him those shots. Like you've earned those shots, mate. And and the other thing, like don't give him any gimmies because his putting's not sharp either, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, look, there'll be absolutely nothing outside probably a foot for Dagger today in the gimmies, that's for sure. But the thing is that my putting's just as shaky, so I need to almost give him a few just to try to get a few back. Otherwise, if I'm putting him out from that distance all day, like, I'm probably struggling. So, um, sort of both. But, but no, nah, the thing is, I know how to play Dagger. Like, it's, I'm maybe a worse golfer than him, but I'm just mentally stronger, so... When we go head to head, <laughs> when we go head to head, when we go head to head, it's just like... Love it! Like, he's probably five shots better than me at golf, but I just know I can probably get to him, so that's what I'm hoping How will you get to him? Like, what will you, oh, like, how will you get to him? How will you mentally disintegrate Izzy on the course today? This I think the best thing is that he'll actually just do it to himself, so I actually don't need to do, too, I don't need to do too much. Little chips here and there, but I know Daggy's voice in his head, once there's a few, you'll see that OB right, hazard left, lots of water at Pegasus, eh, Daggy? <laughs> Oh, mate. Oh, my God. Listen to it. Listen to it. You know, Daggy, first tee, drive the green. Drive the green. If, you, if you've ever played Pegasus, straight over the bunker on the green. Oh, interesting. I don't think we're coming back on this radio show if I lose after today the amount of rubbish I've been talking. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mate. Hey, um, quickly, just uh, before we... Yeah, we, we all want to go play golf and we've got... 40-odd minutes before we get out there, mate. But um, quickly, t- tell us about this year, mate. Well, why have you been... Why have you made the tra- transition so effortless, mate? Is, what, what do you put put it down to, the way you've been able to transition on the world stage and, um, mate, get the success that you've been able to get in such a small amount of time? Like, two years you've scored over 30 or 20-odd tr- tries. I can't even... How many tries you scored in two years? Like, 30, is it? For the All Blacks? Mm. Um, 18, I think. 18, 18. So how, how have you been able to do that, mate? How have you been able to transition <laughs> straight from Super Rugby into the big stage and just do it so effortlessly, mate? Yeah, I guess, like, leaning into this year, I think, um, you know, I've sort of had a couple of, like, stronger se- seasons of Super Rugby now, and I think the main focus for me was just heading into the test footy stuff, although it is, you know, a big step up and a tougher game was just to keep trusting what I've been doing at super level and, and hoping that would translate. And I think that got me off to a, um, you know, a reasonable start, just backing that instinct. And I think the other important thing about test footy is, you know, Diggy, how important it is just to learn week to week. And um, I think mm. for me this year, there's been a lot of sort of challenges I've faced for the first time, whether that's facing, um, you know, different teams, be it like the Springboks or, uh, those Northern Hemisphere teams or, you know, playing in different environments with the big stadiums and, and atmospheres up north. So I guess I've just been trying to learn from game to game, get getting around the guys around me who have, um, you know, played a lot of test matches and know what it's all about and just try and be a bit of a sponge and soak in as much of the information as possible and, and then go and translate out in the field. And I think, like you said earlier, being on the wing, it sort of gives you a bit of a license to, um, you know, play your own game and, pop up around the field and look for opportunities, which is something I've always liked doing. So I think that's contributed mm-hmm. as well. Hey, well, um, 
on the show we get the opportunity to speak to a lot of coaches and, and players and we had a coach um, Rob Walter on earlier on in the show and he's talking about his coaching style what about as a player mate what do you like um how, how do you like to be coached do you like to be left alone do you like to be sort of inspired do you like someone to be a bit firmer on you like what what sort of coach really gets best out of out of you um <clears throat> i think for me like if i really buy into something and i like understand the meaning behind it then i'll be able to sort of commit to it and that's yeah really big for me around having like we use the word clarity a lot but like if i get head into a game like a bit uncertain around my role or what i'm looking to do then um that's when i can come up stuck so for me it's about like having a pretty like thorough week of sort of planning and and detail and then that means that when i get to the weekend i can sort of go out there and just sort of play with that all in the back of my mind so i guess that's something that probably drives coaches nuts a bit but i do sort of ask a lot of questions and um always looking for feedback and that sort of thing that's good mate don't be don't be down about that mate people want you to ask questions and ask the right questions and you're turning into a a great leader, particularly in the Crusaders environment, mate. It's been great to watch your progress over the last couple of years. Hey, quickly, just before we let you go, mate, what are you up to for summer? You going to have a wee bit of time away and chill out on the beaches and play a bit of golf? Well, what's the plan for Will Jordan this summer? Yeah, it's going to be nice, actually, um, just having a bit of time off over the summer after the pretty hectic year. Um, looking forward over the next couple of weeks to just catch up with a few schoolmates and stuff who... Um, sort of haven't seen too much throughout the year when you sort of get stuck in the footy bubble. So be nice just reconnecting with them and then head up to Kaiteria with a few of the lads and spend New Year's up there. Dave Pavilli's got a big new boat, so looking forward to getting out on that and hopefully catching a few snapper. Um, and then come January, I'll probably just start to, yeah, get back into a bit of footy training and be plenty of golf and actually really looking forward to the black back, uh, black flash on the... 22nd Daggy looking forward to you steaming in yeah. as you always do and yeah. um, you're having a bit of a slap so um, yeah that'll be that'll be exciting yeah yeah I was, we had Vittorio on the other day and gave me a bit of stick because I've, I've got an average of zero at the moment from two black <laughs> clashes I got a duck and I did not bat so I'm thinking I might go mid mid order this year or put myself in the middle promote order yourself. because I probably won't yeah promote myself mate. I think I need I'm a pinch hitter so i'm looking forward to that mate looking forward to watching you slap it around yeah, too hey um what about yeah <laughs> mckenzie hey, mate what about mckenzie you help am i a skipper yeah 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 oh, self-promoted pinch hitter nah i'm not i'm not <laughs> ted, ted will tell us ted will tell us one day and razor they'll probably let us know probably not probably be spicy again um, Mackenzie, mate, she's baking our cakes for the Christmas party. Are you going to have any hand in that, mate, and, and maybe put some effort into helping her cook the cakes for the for the Christmas party? Oh, geez, I don't know if you want that, Daggy, if you're going to be eating them, but are you going to be getting stuck into that cake on Saturday? I see you've been down at Hits quite a lot recently, obviously doing a bit of mahi. Are you sure you want to ruin all that by plowing through a bit of Christmas cake on the weekend, or are you giving yourself a bit of buffer with all that hard training? It's all about It's all about balance, Will. It's all about balance. You'll see the balance today on the golf course, mate. So I'll definitely be ripping into that cake 100%. I've had your missus's cake, your partner's cakes before, and they're outstanding. She does a good job. Will Jordan, there he is, the man, breakthrough player of the year. We're going to let you go, Will, because we're going to get off and talk to Pitt Morris from the TAB. But thanks so much for joining us, brother, and I'll see you soon. Oh, quickly, can you pick me up on the way? 
Yeah. I've actually been invited to your house before. So you have to send me your address because I don't know where it is. But All right. um, yeah, I won't I'll, say I'll it on here, anymore. but I'll text you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank Sounds you. good, mate. Cheers, lads. Right. Cheers. Yeah. There you go. Will Jordan. <laughs> Just scared myself a ride because, let's be honest, I want to have a couple on the golf course. Looking forward to catching up with him. George Bridge and Mitch Drummond and taking their money. And, yes, giving them those shots. We're all off the stick. That was a great catch-up, our McCafe coffee catch-up with Will Jordan. He's a good lad and, and he's playing some outstanding rugby as well. Great to have him on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Great questions, Bears, A eh? little insight. Just getting See, I told you, twist their arm real easy. Dagger. That's what I do. I get in their heads. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.